Welcome guys to the Christian Podcast 101 and I hope that you enjoyed well, last week's episode or the episode that we did. Um, but in this episode is also powerful as well is depression. Depression, anxiety, loneliness and suicidal thoughts are things that our generation go through mm. and it's something that we need to talk about because we can't keep it inside of us. And I've got lovely guests who I believe that they've gone through it and they've overcome it by the, what, the blood of the lamb. So yeah, <laughs> all right, cool. All right, so yeah, um, let's introduce the guest. Hi guys, um, my name is Bells. I'm at Gifted Bells on YouTube and Instagram and everything. Come on. <laughs> Welcome, Bells. Um, I'm Edwin. Long time, yeah. bro. Yeah, bro. It's been it's a while. It's good to have you back, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. I appreciate you bringing me on. It's it's great to be here. Princess. <laughs> I do letters from God on Insta yeah. and Snapchat. Snapchat, yeah. And Snapchat, Instagram. yeah Instagram. But yeah, cool. Um, let's start then. So the first question I want to ask you here is that who wants to define the word depression? Ah, um, you're poet on. <laughs> <laughs> I can't define it. You can't define what depression is. Well, okay, what's depression in your own terms? Um, hatred. Okay. I would say it's feeling like. You're fighting things that no one can see or hear mm. and hating yourself because you can't deal with it. Mm. You can't fix anything. Mm. That's what I'd say. Okay. Um, Edwin? Um, I think depression is a sticky one, you know. Mm. It's that overall feeling of um, sadness and just being downcast, mm. um, feeling like, like feeling so down, you know, that melancholic feeling that you have you get me mm. so it's like nothing interests you and the things that you enjoy doing you don't enjoy doing them anymore and yeah. you feel like you want to be dissociated from society and just yeah. be on your own in it mm. so that kind of feeling i think depression is kind of like an illness you get mm. me so when you get into that mental state it's mm. a mental condition mm. so when you get into that mental mental state mm. then that can be term, termed as depression okay. in it um, yeah Let's move on to the next question. Uh, so the next question I want to ask you is that um, what creates depression or why do people go through depression? So maybe you can say what creates depression or why do people go through depression? So two question one. I don't know. I feel like it can be so many things. Okay, like, okay speak from your own term. Um, what created depression for me? I think it started off in school. However, I think I wasn't always an emotional girl. I didn't know how to handle my emotions. Mm. And I think I had like my first, let's say suicidal thought at like year seven. Mm. So um, yeah, I just didn't want to be around because I felt like I didn't have people even though I had people. Mm. So yeah, so it can be anything like background, family, friends, yourself, like when you look at yourself in the mirror, anything. Mm. That's yeah. how like I took it in anyways. And just surrounding myself with people that I shouldn't have been around. Mm. Okay. okay. Um, there are so many factors, bro, honestly, okay. mm. because um, I know a couple of people and I've had certain experiences myself. Mm. So I found out that depression could come from maybe losing a loved one. Yeah, yeah. I found out that depression also comes from certain people that um, give birth and after birth, they go through that stage of mm. depression. Yeah. Mm. Um, depression can come come about um as a result of maybe losing your partner or someone you're talking to and mm. you all decide to break up and mm. yeah you can mm. get depressed as a result yeah, of that that's true, that's true. <laughs> and also like 
bro if you don't have money bro it brings <laughs> <to> <laughs> <me>. <laughs> <laughs> bro, honestly, like, let's just, let's it's just say, I know, I've been there, bro, and I know a couple people, <laughs> like, if, if, if you're broke, bro, mm -hmm. it's depressive, bro, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's depressing, like, so, I feel like, yeah, those are some of the factors, so, mm. losing a loved one as well, um, yeah, mm, when some fun. people go through that state where, um, they unfortunately lose people that are closest to them, mm. a parent, um, a brother, a sister, mm. a friend, a best friend, um, it could be even a celebrity, you yeah. get me? So it's... It could be anything. It, it could be anything, bro. Mm. It could be anything. So that's why I think there are so many factors of depression. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Cool. You keep saying everything. You keep saying everything. <laughs> all right, cool. Oh, all right. there should be more. All right, cool. So now let's... All right, cool. So let's talk about... Let's move on to... Um, I think... So, all right, cool. In terms of you guys here, have you guys been... Have you guys been through depression before? Yeah. Oh, what, for, for sure. Yeah. Um, for sure. Princess. Uh, yeah, princess. princess. Yeah, princess. Yeah, you still. Um, well, I'm not going to go too deep on why. Yeah. Uh, but I think what caused me to go more deeper into depression is for me telling myself that I could deal with it. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to involve people mm -hmm. in it. I believe that it was my fault. Mm. I believe I put myself in the situation to get to the point where I was. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to involve people. I didn't. I was a bit scared of mm. what they would say. I was scared of how they would try and deal with it. Mm. Uh, so yeah. Okay. Um, um, with me, um, how it came about was, as a young child, like um, Bell, um, I think I've been an emotional kid. Oh, is it? So yeah, bro. So it's like, I felt feelings of abandonment, like, mm. like the people that were closest to me, it's like, they weren't close enough, mm. you get me? I don't know if anyone can yeah, relate, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, you have so much people around you and yet you're feeling you so alone. alone. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, no one can understand you. And you're a child, so it's like, you're not even mature yet. So it's like, you don't even understand the feeling that you're going through. Mm. And you might even go through moments where you think it's normal. Mm. And if you don't take it, it might become normal. Mm. So with me, it was feeling of abandonment. And also like, my mom traveled in it like mm. she came here and i was back home so it's like in Ghana. yeah mm. there wasn't so uh, contact you get yeah, me yeah, there wasn't yeah. so much um communication mm. like it was supposed to be although my grandma raised me up i, I still felt that kind of mm. um that, that kind of um feeling of being alone okay. you get me because um i needed that parental love and parental guidance mm. which i didn't get and I feel like those around me weren't really noticing mm. until maybe later or something like okay. that. So it was feeling of abandonment there for me. That okay. was the prime factor that caused me to go into that depressive state. Yeah. So wait, sorry, sorry. so would you say that um, mm -hmm. um, the reason why you went through it is because of a lack of communication between maybe your parents and you, in terms of like them not checking up on you, would you say that that played some? parts to it or it's it's kind of like a characteristic of it it wasn't it wasn't really communication wasn't really the the main problem i wouldn't say like that was the sole problem mm. but it has like it has some i don't know how to say like it it's related to that okay it's, placed apart. it's related it's to that but i wouldn't say communication was the problem because okay. yeah she checked up on me and all mm. of that but it's like when you're with someone mm. and when you're alone mm. and you're speaking on the phone with mm. someone, it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. It's never the same. You can just lie on the phone. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 
how I can speak, like the conversation I can have with you when I'm with you right now, face to face, is not the same as like speaking to you on the phone. Mm. Because it's like, when you're with me, you know what I'm doing physically yeah, right now. Yeah, you yeah, get me? Yeah, yeah. But when you're on the phone, it's like, it's a bit abstract. I don't know, like... Yeah, I can't even know. Especially because. at that time where there wasn't really video calls and all yeah, of that. What's you get me? Yeah. So it's it's not the same. Mm. So it played a part. It was a factor, but I wouldn't say it was the, the sole cause. Makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah, I feel like depression with me... I don't know, because obviously... From, from your experience, mm. I, I had love at home, I guess. Mm. But I felt like I was carrying everyone's problems. Oh, like, okay. I would make their problems my problems. Oh, okay. So, I would just dwell in that. And then school, and I think the the big top-off for me was a relationship mm. that mm-hmm. just broke me. But I think overall, um, I was so comfortable in being sad. Like, if I wasn't sad, I'm not normal. I have to be sad oh, to feel okay. good. Like that mm. was my sadness was my happiness. Like mm. I just mm. had to have a problem. Like mm. not in like a petty way, but I just wake up like and just need to be sad today. Mm. Or <laughs> I'm just not okay. Like I don't know what it was. Like Brother. I don't know. I just felt okay when I was really sad. Like if I had problems, mm. it was normal. Now I can't deal with problems. Yeah, like, I yeah, just yeah. know. Yeah. Like mm. you get it. But back then, yeah. sadness was my comfort zone. So that's how I got so deep into this depression thing because it kept getting heavy and heavy and heavier. Yeah. Like you, you said, um, Princess said something about how she didn't like people knowing. It's not even like I didn't like people knowing. I wanted help, but I wanted it to a certain extent. Like, for oh, example, you can have it to an yeah, my, my school yeah. knew, but I wouldn't want them to tell my mom. Okay. I wouldn't want them to call social services or I wouldn't yeah. want them to do this. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I want you to talk to me, but don't do the most. Mm. So it was like, what can you really do with mm. this one? There's not much. It was just a continuous cycle of we're talking and then I'm yeah. in isolation and then I'm mm. crying. Like it was the same old, same old, but nothing was changing until lockdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had nothing to do. It was yeah. either no, was you face your front, you face brutal, God, or bro. you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's with me. Okay. Wow. That's tough hmm. still. Um, okay. Um, cool. Let's move on to the next question. So how did you guys handle like your depression? What did you do? Like what steps did you take to, overcome those challenges or those depressions. Um, he'll start. Uh, Princess, do you want to go first again? Oh, let someone, let someone go all right, cool. Ed, you go first. Um, <laughs> um, okay. I owe it all to God. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. Um, me growing up, uh, what happened was um, I got closer to the church. Okay. And I got closer to, um, you know, um, I put myself over, um, like into church activities okay. and I started doing stuff. So what I learned from doing that mm. was this. You have to be active. Mm. The thing is, one thing I've, I've, I've noticed about depression is it keeps you inactive. Mm. You don't want to do anything. Yeah. You just want to wallow in your sadness and you just want to dwell in that mental, mental state yeah. or in that spirit. It's hard to find something to do. That's why you have to try. So mm. what I did was, like, unknowingly, like, God just drew me to church activities, so Bible reading, all of that. So my mind was always active. My mind was, like, I was always doing something. So by the time I realized, I found out that when I'm, like, when I'm in front of people and when I'm, I'm among people, mm. um, I'm able to, like, get out of that state and I'm able to be my actual mm. self. Mm. you get me so one 
one thing we can take out of that is it's hard. It's hard because sometimes you can be among a multitude and you mm. still feel alone. But I feel like if if God is inside that equation, like mm. he's going to take you out of that state mm. and he's going to make you become who he wants you to be. Mm. And he's going to give you the happiness and that inner joy that you seek. Mm. Yeah. Um, I feel like I dealt with depression uh, through God, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, obviously I grew up as a Christian. However, I didn't believe like, I was a Christian because my mom was a Christian. Nah, you didn't put it to practice, basically. Nah, I didn't. Like, I would pray when I'm angry or mm. pray when <laughs> things go wrong. But I would like sin on a Saturday, go to church on a Sunday. Mm. That's how my life was. So then lockdown happened. I had nothing to do but to go to God. Like I deeped the situation. I deeped how my life was. And I told myself, you either die or you go to God. There's no in between because you can't go outside. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And my friend even told me like, cool, you're having this heartbreak or whatever and all these feelings. Try God. And I looked around, I started deeping like, everyone's actually tried God, but you, mm-hmm. you might as well see. And if it doesn't work, then you know within yourself that God's not real, innit? Mm-hmm. And do that. So then, so I was dealing with the whole prayer stuff, praying, praying, praying. I didn't even have to fast. I didn't have to do a lot. I literally just prayed and did Bible plans. That's all I did. And then one day, I just didn't feel it anymore. I didn't feel sad, didn't feel depressed. Didn't want to kill myself anymore. So that's how I dealt with it. Like, even though I was dealing with depression and suicide and a heartbreak, I Mm. told myself, I'm going to have to just focus on the depression and suicide first because I need to deal with that before the heartbreak. If I can't do that, I'm going to die with the heartbreak Mm. pain anyway. So I might as well fix that, Mm. fix what's in my head mentally, Mm. deal with the other stuff Mm. afterwards. Yeah. Just to add on as well, I remember I was watching a series um, by Matt Todd. He did a, he said that um, one person must have messaged him here and then they were doing like a fasting series here. And um, she was like, um, she did a fasting here for three days here. And then she said that when she fasted, she was she deleted social media, Instagram, um, all the social media platforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she spent time with God here. Yeah. And she said that when she fasted for three days here, yeah, she said that she felt like that that depression has been lifted off her. So mm. I believe that the Bible says where the presence of the Lord is, there's fullness of joy. So I believe that as you in, indulge, indulge, indulge yourself, indulge, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> indulge, really, indulge, <laughs> indulge yourself, indulge yourself with the word of God and through prayer and through fasting here, yeah, I believe that Christ will come and lift up that depression. Yeah. Because depression is actually a very, like, it's actually a very difficult thing to handle by yourself. But yeah. when you allow Christ to come in and take control, it's able to, um, the pieces that has been broken, it's able to turn that to masterpieces. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Yeah. Um, you spit him, bro. <laughs> so how did you handle Deal the depression? Yeah, yeah, how did you do depression? Uh, yeah. For me, it was a bit of a different approach. I thought, with the with how I got depressed, mm-hmm. I thought, how could God let this happen? Okay. So I was kind of mm. in a position where I didn't want to involve God. Okay. I loved wow. God, but it was like mm. 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 you could have you could have yeah, helped you me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, I resorted in you know having psych- therapists or psychiatrists. I don't know. What yeah. Okay. Like, Shrink. Yeah. Um. So what like they, therapy sessions? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I still have them now. Okay had one on Tuesday and it's it's good mm-hmm. but as a Christian mm. like they can help they actually do help mm. you know talking to someone who 
doesn't know you personally. Mm. And all you're doing is talking about that. They don't judge you. Mm. You feel safe to talk about it. Okay. I literally talk to my therapist about everything. Mm. I don't know how she feels about it, but mm. she knows everything. Yeah. And I feel able to open up and, okay. you know, tell her. And mm. she's able to talk to me in a professional point mm. of view. Because you can't talk to everyone about mental health. Mm. Yeah. Some people yeah. come with, you know, culture back when they be mm. like, yeah, well. That's actually true, you know. Or like. Being like, being a, like, I told my mom as well, like, I feel like I'm depressed. She told me Christians can't be depressed. Yeah, like, like, educate African parents on, like, depression. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because I feel like once you get the, um, that depression can't enter the Christian family, but I feel like... like <laughs> it actually, happens to everyone. Yeah, it happens to everyone. It could like, happen to the I best like of all of us. with my mom, like, it took her time to understand that, okay, like, she's actually not joking. Mm. Yeah. Because at first she was just like, like no like what's happened demonic she, thing yeah, is that like, she wrote you it just need to pray mm. yeah, pray yeah. go to church mm. but then when she could see because there was a point she was like you're not even going uni like i was so bad mm. then she started deep and okay my child is just different mm -hmm. so i just mm -hmm. need to take it slow with her then you know so she's actually quite more understanding now okay. compared yeah, yeah. to before. most african parents as well like she mm -hmm. actually gets it but yeah before she just mm. didn't okay. i think well. that's the same with like her mom like for me before i became like depressed i didn't you could ask i didn't believe in mental health oh, okay. thought, mm. what are these people talking about like mm. if you're depressed be happy mm. but until you're in that situation yeah. you see that it's easier said than done mm. every single day i tried to like be happy but mm. it got to the state where i couldn't even fight my mind mm. yeah. but anyways going back to the question yeah. um yes yeah, so i was using psychiatrists and stuff but as a Christian, I was always, God was always in my mind. Okay. And as but even though the psychiatrists have helped me, mm. no one helped me as much as God did. Yeah. Okay. It got to the point where, like, during lockdown, it was either be bored for, well, how long was he in there? Like, a year or something. <laughs> like, like, be bored for a year mm. or do something. Mm. I chose to be with God. Mm. And throughout that time, I, I kid me not, like, I was praying, I was fasting. Mm. And I was asking God, I said, God, I don't want to be depressed mm. anymore. Because mm. I had... I did have suicidal thoughts and mm. you know the bible does say you anyone that kills themselves and stuff you, mm. you go directly to hell mm. yeah the life is not your the mm. life is not yours it's to God's. take yeah um so that's like god i can't live like this anymore mm. and i was crying mm. and i promise you it felt like jesus came down and hugged me oh, and i was oh. like since that day i've been okay mm. i've been really? so much better than where i was and mm. where i started off mm. um but yeah i feel like if people are taking you know i think it's good to use both take the you know, therapist through route, mm. but don't mm. ever forget God. Mm. Yeah, yeah no you can't one, depend on it. Mm. You can't really depend on, you know, because most my psychiatrists, they're not religious. Mm. So if I was to talk about, to them about God, you know, this is how I am as a Christian, they mm. won't get it. Yeah. 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 They don't yeah. see the spiritual side of mm. how depression can affect you mm. spiritually. Yeah. 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 So you always, even if you're using a psychiatrist, mm -hmm. don't forget God. Mm. That's mm. who you need the most. That's the person who can help you mm. the most. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was speaking to a friend and I was like saying, I think I might need counselling. He was like, you can go do the counselling. However, the counselling's not God. Mm. The counselling can help you, but God is the one that takes away the problem. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I feel like even therapy or whatever, we shouldn't depend on it because it's not God. Like he is not going to, it will help you, but not for the long run not because God. eventually you can be doing the counselling every single day and you might not see a change. Mm. Yeah. I feel like you've got to put it into practice as in prayer and stuff like that. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that's when, you mm. know, mm. I mean, it's it's the same as addiction, you know. People can go to rehabilitation centers, innit? Mm. And they come back and they're doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah. So, like you're saying, 
like you have to include God in it because mm. ultimately he's the one that's going to take that thing away. Yeah. 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 So because people go to therapy and they don't get better. Mm. Yeah. So mm. that's what I have Let's to say. Add, let me so. add something as well. Me personally, sometimes when I fall down and I feel like downcast, what I usually do is I listen to gospel music and gospel okay. music usually uplifts my spirit. Sometimes, okay. you know, you know, you fall down and out, but mm. when you usually begin to listen to um, gospel music, it, like, it's like, it brings God's presence into that situation. You it know does. what I'm saying? So, me personally, that's why I only just listen to gospel music. I don't listen to any secular music. Only gospel really? music. Yeah, I don't. I don't listen to any secular music. Just gospel music. I hope we hear it. Like maybe through like probably car. You know when people are yeah, playing yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah. I never go out and search and like listen, listen to, to it. it. That's like, valid. Carve like Afrobeats, all of that. Only just gospel music. And I feel like that's helped my relationship with God. Like mm. and it's helped me grow spiritually in Christ. Okay. You know what I'm trying to say. So maybe gospel music is something that you need to engulf yourself in. And once you engulf yourself in gospel music, yeah, you yeah. begin to feel God's presence. There's also a story in the Bible, yeah, when Saul. The Bible says that Saul was um, had a tormented spirit. Yeah. Um, if you yeah. translate that word tormented, yeah, I don't know if it's a Greek or Hebrew. Yeah, it also translates all theological. The, is it theology? People who are theological the, theologians has tra- has translated the depression, yeah, yeah. which has translated the, the the tormented spirit to depression. So we can see that when you read the Bible, yeah, the Bible also says that every time um, the, uh, the the tormented spirit will enter into Saul, yeah, um, he his mood will be down. So we can see that when we sometimes we're depressed, our mood just falls down. It's like we don't want to do anything. Yeah. But yeah. as soon as um, David here yeah, played the harp or the lil, yeah, that is that represents gospel music. As soon as he began to play the gospel music, the Bible says that that spirit of torment left, was lifted left him, up. Yeah. yeah. To, yeah. What? Yeah. The spirit left him. Yeah. The spirit left him. So yeah. we can see that gospel music does do change. It does yeah. transform people. Yeah. It makes but you free. Makes you free, and also Paul and Silas as well in the Bible. They were praying, fasting, and the prisons began to um, become open. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It, it does a lot. Singing songs of hymns yeah. as well. So, yeah. um, there's power in music as there's well. So, music. you have to tune your ears to what you listen to mm. because it can affect your spirit. I feel oh, like yeah. music and your spirit, there can be connections between music mm. and your spirit. And I, so, I feel like mm-hmm. um, we need to be like vigilant as well, as in, like, a lot of people don't remember their dreams, you know? Mm. And I feel like that plays a yeah. big part because I personally, yeah, even though I was, you know, confused, depressed, mm. whatnot, mm-hmm. I still felt like I didn't understand what I was doing in mm. this life. Like, and yeah. it wasn't until January, February, I physically heard God's voice. And that's when I was like, yeah. cool, I know what I need to be doing now. So anytime I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling overwhelmed, I just understand that, you know what? God spoke to me. He told me to go to Hebrews chapter 12. Mm. He told me what to do. Wait, sorry, so was now, it for your thoughts? Like, no, it was a dream. Like, it was a dream. Oh, dream so okay, I was, you know, when you're about to sleep, mm. you're about to sleep. So you're like drifting off mm. and yeah. your eyes are slowly closing. Mm. So I think I was in that state. Mm. And I kid you not, the dream felt like I was there for maybe five hours, but it was so quick. Mm. And then I heard, I heard a voice mm. in the dream mm. and it said, just go to Hebrews 12 because he could tell the person that I was with, I didn't mm. know it was Jesus mm. at the time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, when I was speaking to Jesus, I was thinking like, what are you talking about? I don't know what <laughs> yeah. you're talking about. Mm. Then he was like fed up a bit and he was like, just go to Hebrews mm. chapter 12. Mm. So I woke up, I was so scared. I was thinking, what, what was yeah, that? What was going on? Yeah. I was like, what was that? So I woke up straight away. I went to Hebrews chapter 12. I read it and I was like, is that it? Like I was so upset because I didn't understand anything. Mm-hmm. I was like, nah, like God is actually playing with me mm-hmm. right now. Like, what do you mean go to Hebrews chapter 12? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Then I started asking a lot of people, mm-hmm. can you explain Hebrews chapter 12? No one was like, I wasn't getting it mm-hmm. yeah. until one day, um, you know, when I told you I had a panic attack, yeah. it was the day I had, I had a panic attack and everything. And I finally understood Hebrews chapter 12. And there's a verse, um, verse 11 to 12. And it basically talks about how no discipline in this world is enjoyable. Mm. It's painful. Mm. So God is basically telling me like, 
he, I know that you're pain, you're painful right now. I know that you're hurting, mm. but you need to charge into the game. He's basically mm. saying like, charge into the game, understand that it's painful, mm. but it's gonna get better. Eventually you're gonna get peace. And I just said to myself, you know what, cool. I need to do this. Mm. I'll get peace eventually. Mm. And yeah. Wow, that's Glory to God. Well, I don't know. It was kind of to what Edwin was saying. Yeah. Um, with music, I've been, I think, Satan was when when he was in yeah, heaven. Yeah. He was the angel of music. Yeah. He was the leader. He was, like, he was like a choir director. He, yeah, he was the leader of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Music, <laughs> music is his basically his easiest. That was, way yeah. that was what he was leading. created to do. Yeah, his turn. That's to his do. Easiest I didn't even know that. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his easiest way of um, way of leading people away through music. Mm. That's why when you, I went through that stage where I was only listening to gospel and then mm. slowly started just on now. I avoid songs okay. that mm, have yeah. certain things like mm, things like sex or mm, swear words. Mm, I know because that's not good for my spirit. Mm, so songs that avoid that, mm, I will not. But it's music is much deeper than that. Even the instrumental itself could be based on a bad mm, spiritual thing. That's why we do Christians do say put yourself in the presence of God mm, at all times, mm-hmm. whether that's through music, people, you know, gospel music is the best thing to do. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, also, just to add on as well, is that your heart, your heart is your subconscious mind. So in other words, whatever you feed in, it's what you're going to become that. That's what the Bible says, that as a man thinks in his heart, it's so easy. So in other words, if you keep feeding up like worldly music here, then you're going to become worldly yourself. Yeah. It's like you can't expect to sow an apple and get an orange. Mm. Whatever you sow is what you're going to reap. So if you're sowing worldly things in your life yeah, you expect to have worldly things back you get what I'm trying to say mm. so yeah. that's why I said that just engulf yourself with gospel music and yeah and just pray and read the word but you know with that like in the bible doesn't it also say how like the heart is deceitful yeah. and stuff yeah. so I feel like a lot of us we depend on our heart too much and when we need to be focusing more on our mind because mm. through that God can speak to us through that do you understand like we feel different things every day I could be sad today tomorrow I'm happy mm. and if I continue to just dwell on my heart and my mm. feelings mm. I'll be a mess mm. I'll be a wreck mm, 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 mm. so I feel like with your point as much as you're talking about like your heart and whatnot also focus on the mind because that's where God can actually you know speak to you as well mm. Mm. so okay. yeah your heart sorry let me just add on your heart is your subconscious mind so your subconscious mind is the things that you keep storing in yeah that's what the Bible says that um, where comes murder sexual mortality um uh, it says evil thoughts. It says that like, it comes from the abundance of the heart. So your heart is your subconscious mind, and then you have a conscious mind, which is just your mind. So mm-hmm. I feel like when you put things into your mind, it, it, and the more you keep doing this, the more that it dumps into your spirit, I mean, okay. your heart. So your heart. So that's why I feel like you need to be careful what you put into your heart, which is the things that you keep doing or keep listening to, yeah. or keep, yeah, yeah. keep reading. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So let's move on to the next question. Um, so what about suicidal thoughts? Why is there a lot of things? Why do we? Yeah. Why is there such a high rate of suicidal thoughts? Or what makes someone want to commit suicide? What makes people want to commit suicide? Um, wait, let me go first. I think, um, <laughs> <okay>. I think, <laughs> I think it has to do with um self-esteem. Sometimes, mm. um, I'm gonna branch to that topic as well. Okay, how we see ourselves as mm. people. Yeah. Um, some of us unfortunately have that um demerit. We we don't see ourselves as how God sees us. Mm. We see ourselves as how the world wants us to mm. be and how the world is projecting us to mm. be you get me but you have to see yourself as fearfully and wonderfully made mm. like if if you could come out of your body and see who you are mm. i think you'd be proud of yourself mm. regardless of what you've been through or the mistakes you've made okay. yeah so see yourself as that person who's cherished by god mm. see yourself as that person who's like you were literally a slave and he has made you royalty so see yourself as a king see yourself as a queen mm. i think the world 
is delusional. It dilutes our mind. It mm. poisons our mind, mm. and it and it forms a mental image of who we are supposed to be mm. and shows it to us. Mm. And unfortunately, most of the time we accept it, okay. and we think that is the standard or that is the the way that we should see ourselves as. Okay. But we need to go back and read the Bible and use the Bible as a mirror mm. and look into the Bible. And I think the Bible would reflect who we truly are to mm. us. You get me? So suicidal thoughts can come from that as well. Mm. Low self-esteem. Mm. So go back to the Bible, read the Bible and use the Bible as a mirror and let it show you who you are. Yeah. Um, I felt like my suicidal thoughts came from just being overwhelmed. Like if there was a problem or situation that I couldn't handle, I'd be like, you know what? Like, what could you actually do in this scenario? Mm -hmm. And the first voice that would be in my head would always be like, like, you can just clear yourself and you won't have to feel the pain or mm -hmm. you won't have to go through the problem. Yeah. And it was just like, you know what? You're right. Well, no, the devil's not right. <laughs> yeah. The devil's not right, but it's like, at the time, I was mm. like, you know what? Yeah, You're right. Mm. Because I won't have to think. Mm. I won't have to do all these things. I'll mm. just be at peace. I thought being dead was at peace. Then, mm. Well, the way I was looking mm. at it. Yeah. So that's how my suicidal thoughts came and then just hating myself i had no identity whatsoever because i was just so lost and i always identified myself with someone else mm. when i was alone mm. it was like okay so who are you mm. who are you and it took a lot so, wait, so that person that you're with gave you some sort of significance yeah okay. like the person that i was with he made me feel valuable like, yeah to an extent like people like people would even ask me questions like How's your relationship with God going? Mm. I'll talk about our relationship with oh. God. But it's not it's not an our thing. It's a your yeah, thing. Yeah, Do you get yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it was like just me and the person, me and the person, mm. me and the person. So when yeah. I was just alone, mm. it was like, what do you even like doing? Guys, mm. I had no hobbies. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, I'm a poet. And that's literally all I had. I had nothing. Mm. Wow. So then I started to discover myself. Like I tried baking, didn't like it. I tried bare things. Then I found YouTube. Mm. And just talking about God and doing stuff like that, mm. it made me understand that you're worthy. Like I couldn't look at myself in the, at the mirror, guys. Mm. A point where I'll turn mirrors around when I'm sleeping. I could wow. not. Oh. I thought I was so ugly. Like yes. I thought I was just so ugly. I don't understand why, but yeah. So figuring out your identity, it helped me understand that no, I'm not worth dying. Do you know mm. who I am? Mm. Like, do you know exactly. who I? You have to. Sometimes you have to speak to the to the devil and mm. tell him you can't. You don't rule me. You don't mm. understand that. Mm. Like, you think you can just do X, Y, Z, say what? No, put stuff in my mind. Mm. You don't rule me. You're not my master. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like a lot of people are afraid of that. So when I told him to literally leave me alone, mm. I feel like he got a bit scared, mm. left me alone, and that's it. You had your freedom. Yeah. Glory to God. Yeah. <laughs> I love hearing stuff like yeah, that. It's really inspiring, honestly. Yeah. Like it's really <laughs> no. You have to you have to speak into existence. Yeah. You know? like, like you have to physically say you don't own me. He's scared God of does. us. That's mm. the thing. He's scared. Yeah. Like, he's scared. So when you put your foot down and mm. just tell him that. Yeah. Like, you're no one. Mm. We already it will just become small. We go to go to heaven. Mm. Yeah. Literally, yeah. Literally, he doesn't like us. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. identity and all that stuff. I feel like that's what brought me to just being so suicidal and just hating myself. I hate mm -hmm. myself because I hate the situation I was in, and I thought it was all my fault. I had a lot of guilt. Yeah. So all yeah. of that wrapped up was just the suicidal stuff for me. Yeah. Well, I only had suicidal thoughts once. Okay. I think. I think some people are very unlucky because they get a lot mm. and then they give in and they do it. Mm. Oh, okay. So they, you know, they end up really killing themselves. Mm. 
And for me, I was thinking about, because um, I, I spent like a year and a half in hospital straight before oh, I was really ill. So I knew stuff about the veins, the arteries. I knew exactly, I wanted to pick up like something sharp mm-hmm. and literally cut. Were you in exactly. hospital because you're mentally no, ill no, or no, just no, other stuff? Just something oh. else, mm-hmm. like oh, okay. my condition, health condition. So I knew exactly what could do the most damage mm. and I was willing to go for it. It was just straight after I finished thinking like that and I was about to like start thinking, okay, what object should I get? My sister comes in, she's like, oh yeah, we need to go to youth now, mm. to church. Okay. So I'm not saying, going to church, there was nothing special about that. Mm. But I saw it as God sent, God came in. Mm. God said, you're not going to do mm. this. No. So it was time for me to go to church. At church, I sat down in silence. I didn't say nothing. You know, I was I was still very depressed. I was at my lowest. Mm. But it was the fact that I went to church mm. that said, and it kind of felt like God sent my sister mm. to come and be like, let's go. Because I already said to her, I'm not going to go. Mm. So she came and said, okay, yeah, it's time to go. We need to go now. I saw it as God stepping in and being like, this is not it. I mean, for me as well, before I had suicidal, that suicidal thought, it was kind of a thing where I was in pain. Mm. But I was like, I can't do it because... How's my mom gonna react? That's mm. how, how I is felt. my sister gonna react? Mm. And then to when I was getting the suicide, when I got the suicidal thoughts, it was like, why am I living in pain mm. for them? Mm. They're okay, mm. but I'm not. Mm. So I was like, why am I doing it? They'll be fine. Over, mm. You see how people move on. Yeah, yeah. Over a yeah, couple yeah, months, it'll yeah, be fine. Yeah. Princess who? Do you mm. get? So I was like, they're gonna go for it. Mm. But from what I'm feeling right now, mm. I can't do it. I can't yeah. do it for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it became from like, selfless to a selfish mm. act. But yeah, I just thank God it didn't happen. I thank God he intervened when he did because... Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. powerful. Hmm. <laughs> wow, that's bad. Now, you see stories that are very inspirational, you know. You see stories. It is. I'm just saying this is deep in it. <laughs> it I'm is, actually it is. Deep in it. Um, cool. Let's move on to the last question. You guys have already said anything. Okay, cool. So speak about, have you guys ever felt alone before? Have you guys ever felt yeah. alone? Like he said in the beginning, you're in a room full of people, but you feel like you're the only person there. Mm. Yeah. People don't see. I felt like I wasn't being seen. I am. I'm not even trying to be like a bit, you know. But I was one of the popular girls in my school. Mm. People, mm. all eyes on me. People mm. knew me who I was. Mm. I was, you know, top of the rank mm. on mm. that school. I'm not trying to like mm. put myself up. <laughs> <laughs> people knew. Like I had a very good um, social like, interaction. Status. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, status, yeah, status yeah. Yeah. and stuff. So. People know who you knew who I was. Mm. On my Snapchat had loads of views. Mm. Mm. People, I was surrounded by people, mm. but you're still, it, you're I still was still so yeah. lonely. Yeah. I had loads of friends. Mm. I had loads of um, friendship groups at school, but mm. I did not. I did not feel like I fit in. Mm. I didn't mm. feel happy. Mm. I was even for like like I said, you're full of you're around people, but you're lonely. Mm. You mm-hmm. don't feel like you belong. Mm. So yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, anyone? I think um, he, oh, do you want to speak? Yeah. No, you can go, you can go. Now you speak. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I feel like with me, I just felt alone all the time because I felt like no one was understanding what I was going through in my mind. Mm. And it's like people could compliment me and mm. I'd be like, mm, you're lying. <laughs> mm. And because my skin at the time was so horrid, mm. oh my goodness. I was just like, no, you guys are lying. So it ate me alive. And then... um. The lockdown, obviously, you had to be alone, even though mm. like family and whatnot. Yeah. It was just the worst. Moment. Plus, I was just comparing myself, so that was just eating up my spirit, mm. eating me up. 
the point where I felt empty. So with that emptiness, it was just like loneliness in itself. Mm. Um, I don't know when else I felt alone. Just, just when people, th- when people, when I just feel like I can't speak to someone mm. about how I feel, mm. I feel lonely. Don't get me wrong, like I'm human. So sometimes it can come and go, or I, when I don't know who to go to about a situation, I feel a bit lonely, but then I remind myself like, at the end of the day, you've got God in mm. it. Even when no mm-hmm. one's available mm-hmm. to talk, you've got God, you've got mm. prayer, mm-hmm. you've got notebooks, you can write in whatever mm. and yeah. do that. So loneliness wasn't even like the top of my list. It wasn't really a big problem mm. to me because I already had stuff like depression mm. and suicide that yeah. brought me to feeling mm. so low. Anyway, so yeah, loneliness wasn't a huge factor in my life. Yeah. Um, well, this, they've basically said everything like most of us, if not all of us have been through some sort yeah, of loneliness in our lives, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where we feel um, abandoned, like yeah, left yeah. behind. We feel like we are not getting the attention that we need and we feel like it's hurting us deeply and mm. it's getting to us and it's like we have no one to speak to. Yeah. You get me? Yeah. We feel like um, we're not receiving the love that we deserve. We feel mm. like we're not receiving the care and the affection mm. that we need. Mm. You get me? So most of us, I think it's all of us, you know, yeah, everyone yeah, has yeah, felt yeah, some yeah. sort of loneliness like, once or twice or many times in their life. So, so, let, me, so let me add on one thing. I yeah, think yeah. Um, to also add on is that that's when you have to, um, when you're alone, yeah, you need to position yourself for Christ. Yeah. That's what it's yeah. I believe that you can be in a full of crowd yeah, and still feel alone. Yeah. Loneliness has no boundaries. Mm-hmm. You can be you can be on a top of success and still feel alone. Yeah. Why? Because mm-hmm. loneliness, I feel like as a Christian, when you become alone, yeah, at least you're alone with Christ. But when you're in a world, yeah, when you're alone, you're only alone with yourself. On yeah, your own. You got yeah, to that's say? so true. So bro. it's like, when you have Christ, so that's what the Bible says, that he will never leave you or forsake you. So when you're, yeah. when you're um, intimate or when you have a relationship with Christ, yeah, he's always with you. He's always by your side. But if you don't have yeah. Christ, yeah, you're always going to feel that sense of abandonment. Yeah. But as a Christian, yeah, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't feel like a sense of abandonment. Why? Because Christ will never leave you or not forsake yeah. you. He's always there with you. Even through your problems, even through your situation, he's there. He was the one who was carrying you through it. Like, even though sometimes you can't see, you're like, where's God? He's in the midst of your problem. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Um, let me, okay, let me add this last thing quickly. Um, if you didn't hear nothing, <laughs> what are you... <laughs> I'll leave you with that. Just, just one gift. One of my favorite, one of my favorite quotations in the Bible. Like it gave me so much perspective. It says, I think it's Psalm 34, verse 18. It says, "The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart, and saves those who have a contrite spirit." Mm. So, you might think that you're alone, but you are with God and God yeah. is with you. It might be a hole, it might be a tunnel, but trust me, he is there. He is nearer to them that have lost people. Mm. He's near to them that have been in depress- depressive states. Mm. Like he's near to them that are like at the bottom and mm. they are slowly like wasting away. Yeah, yeah. He's ever near. He, mm. he gets nearer when mm. you are father. Mm. You get me? Yeah. He gets nearer when you are at that point where like, there's nowhere to go any, mm. anywhere because you've hit rock bottom. And he's you get me? He's there. Yeah. You get me? So you have to put that in mind. You have mm. to remember that, that he's near. Yeah. Adding to that, like you said, when you're getting further away, he's getting closer. Mm. So it takes you to be like, God help and he'll come. Mm. Because yeah. he's always behind you. Yeah. He's mm. just waiting for you to say. Mm. Yeah. God, the thing with us as Christians, we do not humble ourselves. I said this as well, like before, we'd, blame god we do this we do that and we don't really turn to god when mm. it comes hard until it gets to the worst mm. we don't really do it mm. to me as well during that stage people tell me you know turn to god 
that would make me so angry when mm. people would mention God. Really? But yeah, I, I couldn't. Mm. I couldn't do it. And people would be like, oh, just read this Bible. I couldn't do it. I was mm. like, what are you talking about? Like, mm. I loved God. And I was telling myself, I loved God. Mm. But it was that um, pride that I had. Mm. Was like, he didn't help me. So mm. was, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it took sure. me saying, God, I need help. Mm. And even with me, the way I was like avoiding God, mm. he still came. Mm. And um, Jesus is your best friend, honestly. It, like honestly. everyone said as well, I, you have, is when you have close friends, it was, almost feels like you're not as close. Mm. And before it used to bother me, but now it doesn't because Jesus is my mm. best friend. Yeah. There's no one, that, no, one, no one loves you more than Jesus. Mm -hmm. Anyone can do you wrong in this world. Mm. It could even be your family members, your best friend mm. from young. Jesus, he wouldn't even. Mm. You hurt him, but he would never mm, hurt you back. Yeah. Jesus loves you so yeah. much. Mm. I feel like overall, like just fight the good fight. Do you get it? At the end of the day, like we fight things spiritually anyways. Mm. Mm. So whether you're depressed or like lonely or heartbroken or whatnot, just remember that it gets better. If I can go through it and these guys can push through whatever, mm. yeah. what makes you think you're less of a person mm. to, you know, not be able to push past? But the only thing I can say is that God needs to meet you halfway to get yeah. it. Mm -hmm. He needs to mm -hmm. see you try. He's he can't pick you up if you're not willing mm -hmm. to pick yourself up. Mm -hmm. And that's what mm -hmm. we all had to do. Like you've got to give in. You've got to charge into the game. You've got to be. Sometimes you've got to be by yourself to actually find God. You mm -hmm. get it. Like, you have to go through that loneliness stage. I feel like I had to be lonely. I had to be depressed. I had to be suicidal to be who I am today. Yeah, so sure. fight the good fight. And yeah. 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 Wow. I think they've said it all. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for tuning to the Christian Podcast One Hundred One. Hope you enjoyed this topic here yeah. and yeah, see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>